go. Welcome back to my listener. And yes, I said listener, you heard me right, because I think there might only be one. And that's okay, because one is better than none. Hopefully one day there'll be more than that. But for today, I'm honestly okay with it. I'm glad to be able to share my stories with whoever chooses to check in, whoever chooses to search me out and find her podcast. So thank you for that, for checking in. And if you enjoy today's little story, maybe you'll tell a friend or your mother or whatever works. Thank you. So I promised you in episode one that I would share with you 50 stories of my adventures during my 50th year, 50 things that I've never done before, 50 things new, 50 things that are memorable for me. These are not necessarily conventional bucket list items. So I warn you in advance, these adventures pushed me to either learn something new about myself and grow or learn something about others, about humanity and the condition that makes us who we are. And so as I settle in today, sitting down, preparing to share the first of my 50 things, I realize that as I prepare to do this, I can't necessarily share them in the order in which they occurred. I think for me as a writer, I'm going to be better served to write each podcast script in whichever way that behooves me at the time. So in no particular order, you're going to receive these stories just as they come. So here's tale number one. This is the one that I decided to, to, to give you today because, because for me today, this is something that's just really pulling at me. So here it comes. Saturday morning. Everybody loves a Saturday morning. Am I right? Saturday mornings are the best. If it was cloudy in your world all week long, Saturday morning will usually bring sunshine. Not necessarily in the literal sense, but it's a state of mind. Saturday can be pissing rain outside, but our mindset is different than it was on a Tuesday. Typically for me, on Saturday mornings, the only real day that I might legitimately have time to sleep in, I wake up before 6 a.m. I have no idea why this is. I cannot explain the human body or my body or sleep patterns or my sleep patterns. What I can tell you is that no matter what time my head hits the pillow, no matter what hour we crash on Friday night, this girl is awake before six. Of course, then on Monday morning, when I have to get up, I will struggle with the alarm hitting snooze at least twice before having to forcibly pull myself out of the sheets at seven. So anyway, 
I'm awake before six. I get up, I brush my teeth, I wash my face. I throw on a, blake, a basic black cashmere cardigan over my pink silk nightgown because it's January and the house is cool at this time of day. Not so cool that I can see my breath in front of my face or anything, but it's cool enough that I'm best served to be wearing a sweater. I throw my unbrushed hair into a scrunchie in a, in a messy bun and voila, I feel ready. I'm going to go, I'm going to go, I'm a savage. I'm going to go knock out the world. I glide my ass down the stairs to the main floor of the house, padding around, of course, in bare feet because the sweater was necessary for the torso, but the feet don't count or they just can't feel anything anymore because they're frozen. There's some gray areas there for sure. There's definitely days in which my logical mind does not execute on all basic tasks. Socks would have been an idea, but I didn't do it. So I take the dog out into her dog run where she relieves herself quickly because it's January. Remember that part? Uh, it's cold outside. It's Saturday morning. It's minus 18 or minus 20 Celsius. It's frosty. What my darling hus husband would call nipply. Uh, it's cool enough to cause the erection of nipples, he would say. Anywho, the dog goes pee. I feed her her breakfast and I prepare a pot of coffee, which is necessary to make these six o'clock risings bearable for me. I look forward to these mornings because it's quiet in the house. Everyone else is still sleeping. I can enjoy a cup of coffee or two without interruption. I have time to think. I have time to meditate. I have time to write. I can read if I want to. This is my time. So I leave them sleep as long as they want to. They think they're getting away with something. They think they're pulling a fast one by sleeping longer. But for me, this is a special, special time because it's quiet and it's just, it's me time. I love it. I enjoy it every Saturday. So while the coffee's brewing, I've got 10 minutes approximately to spend on social media. 10 minutes. Some of you might think that 10 minutes is too much. 10 minutes is too long to peruse the mindless posts of others on Instagram. Um, some of you might think 10, only 10 minutes. Like, how is she so friggin' disciplined? How does she do it? Social media can be that black hole that has a tendency to suck us in and rob us of literally hours of every day. But that, that's a whole nother day of stories. So 10 minutes, that's it. I've got 10 minutes until the coffee's ready. So after my social media dive, I move over to the refrigerator, which we've had for 16 years now. It's a big stainless steel beast that served us and our brood of children very well. Knock on wood, uh, for 16 years, it's never given us any trouble. It's reliable. It freezes the frozen food and keeps the rest of the food cool. Um, I open the, the bad boy up and I'm going to grab the container of coffee cream, which I must also say is a milk substitute. We consume almond cream, but that's not where the story starts yet. Where it starts is that there's no cream. I move the water jug to the left. I move the orange juice and the eggs. I shove half a watermelon out of my way, hoping that behind it is hiding the cream required to salvage my Saturday morning, but there's no fucking cream. I don't drink my coffee black. I drink it with cream, no sugar. It hasn't always been this way. In my 20s, I enjoyed the luxury of a sweetener. However, now, as I watch my intake of sugar and salt and carbs and fiber and 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 and, and 
I enjoy my Joe with cream. Take the cream away and to me the coffee's trash. I don't drink it. I won't even try. I won't try and choke it down. I just would rather not have it. I just won't. I can't. It's just not, it's not for me. I just thank you no. So now I have a predicament because there's no, there's no cream. I have coffee brewed and there's nothing to use in it. I have no milk, no coffee mate, no soy product that will work, no whipping cream, nor ice cream. I'm basically screwed. I have no idea who used the last of the cream, but I can be pretty certain that he pays the bills and answers to dad. I look down at the dog, a six and a half pound Yorkie who promises to be of no help whatsoever. She's actually looking up at me like she doesn't give a shit about my cream troubles. And so now I have zero choice but to go to the grocery store. So you remember that I'm only wearing a silk negligee. It's pink. It's a little pink number with lace on the front and spaghetti straps. It's revealing. I have thrown on a cardigan sweater over top, but let's be real people. I don't want to run upstairs because waking the rest of the family seems a little selfish. And honestly, it would just ruin my quiet time. This is my Saturday morning, member. I got up early for this. So going upstairs now to change my clothing's not, it's not even within the realm of possibility. So I make the only logical decision that I can think of. I go to the front hall closet and I take out a fur coat. I put it on over top of the nightgown and I slip my bare feet into a pair of black leather vans. My hair's not done. I'm wearing no makeup. I have on no underwear underneath my nightgown, no panties. I'm essentially naked and on a hunt for coffee cream. I start my vehicle, I'm qu quite a vision, I'm sure. Looking back on it now, quite a vision. I start my vehicle in the garage and I drive my naked ass self to Safeway. Now, you might be thinking that I'm underdressed. One might consider that I maybe I should have put some lipstick on or even maybe panties. Not this girl, no. On that particular day, I, I chose to expose myself to the world void of any war paint or costume whatsoever. I did consider as I walked into the store, fur coat buttoned right to the top, bare legs poking out below, that people might stare. That others would look at me because my face bore no mascara, uh, no tint whatsoever. I thought, as most of us do, that others would judge me based on what I was wearing. We do that. We do. Don't for one second try and hide the fact that you don't, that you judge others, um, especially women women we just we do it we should be supporting each other uh, when we should be providing comfort we don't we criticize our sisters we look down our noses and we poke fun of our friends behind their backs because we just do it but that's another story for another day I'm not suggesting for a second that it's right it's a horrible trait not a quality that we should be teaching to our daughters for sure but we do it. We compare, we judge, we criticize, and I fully expected to be the brunt of said criticisms on that Saturday morning. So I moved through the store quickly, headed straight for the dairy aisle. I'm looking at the floor rather than making eye contact with anyone because I'm feeling insecure about what I'm wearing. I focused on what I needed to accomplish. I reached for the handle of the cooler door and I open it and I grab the cream. As I walked towards the checkout, I noticed that no one was looking at me. No one. 
No one seemed to notice the almost naked woman holding the hazelnut flavored almond cream. No one. Not one person. The cashier smiled as she rang through my purchase, offering me a bag and asked me what I had planned for the rest of my day. We had a conversation just like we would have had had I been wearing blue jeans and a blouse with pink blush on my cheeks. She didn't know that I wasn't wearing panties, and she didn't notice that my breasts were not being held up snugly in a brassiere. I was nearly naked, and she hadn't noticed. My secret remained just that. Mine. So what's the point? What is my point? Look, here it is. We take ourselves too seriously. We place ourselves in the center of the universe and assume that the world sees us there. Not true. We put pressure on ourselves. We do it. I do it. I know you do it too. I'm not suggesting that anyone go shopping in a negligee. I would never tell you to throw on a fur coat and a pair of kicks and head to the mall naked. But let's stop pretending that we are the center of everyone's universe. The cashier was concerned with my bagging needs, not what I was or wasn't wearing. The concern stopped with me. No one noticed that my hair was pulled into a messy bun and that pieces of my hair were falling out. Nobody stopped to ask if I had forgotten to dress myself. I went to the store that day wearing basically nothing, but you know what I found? I found liberty. It was the beginning of finding freedom from my own rules. Rules that I created about what was right and wrong, acceptable and not for leaving my house. I no longer concern myself with appealing to what my perception is of the desires of others. Think about that. I told myself a tale for years that my appearance mattered, that I shouldn't leave the house in sweatpants because I had an image to sustain, that I didn't dare leave my abode with no makeup on because what if I ran into someone that I knew? What might they think? I can tell you what I thought they would think. I thought they would think that I wasn't up to snuff that I had let myself go. That shit must be going down in my house because, well, look at her. She's falling apart. Hair isn't done. No mascara. She must be losing it. Divorce on the horizon. Maybe she shouldn't have had, maybe she shouldn't have gone back to work so fast after that last baby. Perhaps she's not good enough to manage all of this. But that didn't happen. On that Saturday morning, I realized that this, the story that I'd been telling myself, the tale of perfect appearances, was just exactly that. A tale. A fairy fucking tale. No one cares. My perception is just that, mine. There is freedom in realizing that the only person that matters is yourself. Just you. Just me. That's what matters. It doesn't matter what I choose to wear. 
jeans, sweatpants, leggings, or even a silk negligee under a fur coat. You get to choose what you present to the world. You do. I do. Present yourself in your raw form if you dare, or dress it up. Do what pleases you, but know that you're doing it for yourself. Don't concern yourself with the thoughts and judgments of others. Accept that it is you that writes the narrative and you that finds flaw in yourself. And then move forward. Leave that other shit behind. If I can accept my flaws, if I can accept my skin with no makeup on, if I can accept that sometimes I don't wash my hair because I'd rather go on a bike ride with my daughter, if I can accept that I didn't work out or I need to work out, if I can accept that blow drying my hair and curling my hair takes more time than I want to spend, then surely you can. And if you can't, then maybe we can no longer be friends. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And I hope you'll check in again. Consider picking up a copy of Her and Her Too. Her is just being re-released on July the 1st. The ebook copy will be 99 cents for the entirety of July. So get a copy of Her this July for 99 cents. Available on Amazon. The ebook is 99 cents. See you next time. Thanks for checking in.